Life Improvement, Inc., Episode 3, Interview with Ensley Harper. This is one glowing reference, Earl. I've never seen anything like it. This girl is the most qualified person we've ever had, even more than you when you first started working here. Me? I believe it was you who accidentally reversed the entire customer list. Yes, yes. We were all inexperienced in the beginning. But this girl? Well, we'd hardly even have to train her if all of this is true. Yes, wouldn't that be something? Look at that. She went to college. I don't know anyone who went to college. Did you go to college, Terry? Of course not. No one goes to college. You have to be insanely genius to get accepted, and well, at that age, I was not. I didn't have the money either. She's another teenager. The workforce just keeps getting younger, doesn't it? Ensley Harper, pleasure to meet you both. Hello, Ensley. I'm Terry Yaki, CTO of Life Improvement, Inc., and this is my colleague, Girl Gray. We will both be interviewing you today because we received the best reference we've ever read from your last boss and are highly considering you for this position. Thank you. Just out of curiosity, who might your boss be? They sent us the reference anonymously, which isn't unusual, but I wonder if we know them. I'm afraid my last boss's identity is highly classified information. Ah, so we do probably know them. All right, Ensley, let's waste no further time and get right to it. Terry? How did you find out about this job opening, Ensley? When I told my boss I was looking for career change, they told me that I wouldn't be able to find it at my current company and recommended me to LII. Great. So that leads me to my next question. How much do you already know about LII and the job you've applied for? Only what my boss has told me. The LII is where hopes and dreams are made into reality. You've had many failed products in the past, but they came from genius minds. This company has so much potential and only needs some extra guidance. And with my experiences working in high positions for successful companies that are similar to yours, I believe I could provide some of that guidance. Oh, I guess you do know about this company. Well, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and your qualifications then? Your resume is very impressive. Thank you. So as you know, I graduated college at the age of 14. Unlike many of my colleagues at my previous jobs, I was able to go and get a proper education where I learned the ins and outs of business and technology. Rather than learning on the job, I was able to take time to critically think alongside intelligent peers and then learn how to use that knowledge in a real career. Right after I graduated, I was fully prepared to transition to my first job. I rose into the ranks and then decided to leave and take my skills elsewhere, which landed me at my last job. I love change, after all. I learned a lot from the companies I've worked for and the initiatives I started. Don't ask me for examples, as it is all confidential. And now, I'm here. That is all very impressive. Now, what do you know about our most recent product, specifically? The time jar? Oh, I think it's an excellent idea. It'll be in high demand soon. You may even need to expand your customer base. I'd love to be your delivery manager. I know of this training technique for the delivery people that will help with the Butterfingers issue. I've used it countless of times before and it always works. No one will break any jars on my watch. I'd also like to experiment with the material of the jars. I know time can really only be contained in glass, but I recently came across a synthetic metal. Oh, I'm sorry. I should probably let you move on to the next question. I apologize. I'm very passionate about what I do. Yes, uh, moving on, but wow. A synthetic metal, you said? 
How do you make it? Yes, if you want, I can send you the research I gathered on. That'd be terrific, Ensley. But for now, I think we should get through the rest of this interview first. Thank you for sharing your ideas, though. We will definitely schedule time for you to present them to us. Excellent. Okay, next question. How are you with keeping secrets? If I can keep you from figuring out my ex-boss's identity and the other companies I've worked for throughout the duration of this interview, I think that should tell you. Oh, uh, right, right. Um, that is true. Thank you, Ensley. Great. Uh, okay then. How would you put out a fire, Ensley? Interesting question. What's the purpose of it? To see how you would strategize in a high-stakes situation. Got it. Well, it's a trick question. You don't put out the fire. You don't handle anything you're not responsible for. Pull the fire alarm, leave the building, and let the automatic sprinklers and fire department do the rest. What if your dog was trapped in the burning building? Well, I trusted that the building was safe enough to keep both me and my dog alive, so I would sue. Huh. Interesting response. Okay. Yes, um, so how do you feel about skydiving? Again, what's the point? I'd really like this interview to be as transparent as possible, please, so that my answers may be as transparent as possible. All right, then. We'd just like to know about how much risk you're willing to take in your life. Right. And are you talking about recreational skydiving or necessary skydiving? Necessary skydiving? Like if you need to quickly escape a plane because it's under attack or something? There's a very big difference between these two types of skydiving. Well... Why don't you give us your opinion of both? I hate recreational skydiving because it's simply pointless. Jumping out of a plane for no good reason when there's a certain risk of death. However, I think necessary skydiving is, well, necessary in some situations, so I'm all for it. Okay, then. Now, how often do you smile? Before you ask this question is just for us to find out about the emotional diversity. Oh, yes, yes, of course I know that. I wrote a research paper on the positive effects of emotional diversity in the workplace. Of course you did. I would say, I spend as much time smiling as I spend scowling, though you've probably noticed that. But the expression that's usually on my face is simply a pleased and relaxed one. Okay then, well, thank you, Ensley, for answering our questions so far. Do you have any questions for us at this point? Of course. <clears throat> First off, I'd like to know why you prefer such a small customer base. Well, our company is relatively new compared to others. And as you have probably figured out, our inventions are a little ahead of its time. We just need to give society as a whole that extra time to adjust to the inevitable future and in the meantime, open our projects up to the small sample of people who really believe in them. Do they really believe in them? I heard you got sued a few times. Almost sued. We're very good at extinguishing any potential threats to our company. Ah, I admire that. But I do want to know, why are you waiting to put your products out there? Don't you want to create the future first rather than waiting for it to come? Current data shows more harm than benefit would come of that. Our small customer base also serves for research, and we take our findings into full consideration before making any decisions. We can't release these products until our company and society are ready. All right, fair enough. Okay, now I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about your alternatives to death service. No. What about transparency? Terry? Earl? That product was ahead of even this company's time. It was a mistake. Weren't all of them mistakes? Not at all. Wait. 
What do you already know about this product densely? That it was supposed to allow people to choose where they go after death, but since we don't know where death usually takes us or whether it takes us anywhere at all, you couldn't really get it to work or you got it to work, but it backfired? Wrong. We didn't get it to work. Terry. She should know. We can always take the information back. It wasn't really any worse than break and buy. We simply had to recover financially. It caused more deaths than break and buy. And I'm not judging your decisions. All I want to know is what made you decide to con your customers. It's the only time you've been any less than truthful. What changed? So you do know? Yes. Of course you do. Well, to answer your question, I'll echo what Terry said. We had to recover financially. L.I. would have gone under otherwise. And if that happened, we wouldn't be able to provide people with the greatest opportunities they could ever want. The ability to swap dates, freeze a moment, and everything else that is to come. Okay. We'll leave more time for questions at the end. But now I'll ask you our last question. How do you handle high-pressure situations? Isn't that basically the same question as how do you put out a fire but more direct? Please, Ensley, just answer. Well, as I said before, I don't handle anything I'm not responsible for, but I will do everything I can to ensure all my responsibilities are carried out properly. Actually, I've hardly ever been in a high-pressure situation because I prefer to prevent those situations before they occur. For example, before we send out those time jars, I will do everything I can to minimize each risk factor so that there's not a last-minute delivery emergency. All right. Any lingering questions? Of course, but that clock on the wall indicates we've run out of time, and I know you have someone coming in right after me. I'll ask the rest of my questions at round two. Uh, sure. Well, it was nice chatting with you both. Have a wonderful day. You as well. You'll hear from us soon. She's the most irritating one yet. I like her. Were you here for that interview? She's qualified, self-assured, and always right. She's right that we need someone to help us pull our company together. Our company is pulled together. She has great ideas and opinions, though. I don't think delivery manager is the right job for her. We can both agree on that last part. We should give her a higher-up position where we can put those good ideas to use. What? listening to episode 3 of Life Improvement Inc. Interview with Ensley Harper. This episode features Lainey Sakakura as Terry, Alex Sanchez as Earl, and Tamara Hook as Ensley. This episode was written, directed, produced, and sound designed by Avelina Sanchez. Original music composed by Alex Sanchez. Hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for the next one coming soon. Finally, on behalf of Ensley and everyone at whatever company she used to work for, Never handle anything you're not responsible for. Mm-hmm.